I wanted to share with the Chevra. It has to do with cursing. I, 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 I spoke yesterday and putting in the parasha. This is the parasha of the Mekalal. Amongst other things in Parashas Emmer is somebody curses in Parashas Emmer. And I wanted to speak about getting cursed. The parasha speaks about a cursor, and there's a whole sugya, a tifa sugya about a cursor. I wanted to speak about getting cursed for a few minutes. There's a yid, there's a yid. What I'm saying comes from Reb Shaul Alter. Reb Shaul Alter is, what, is, was the Rosh, is the Rosh Hashiva of Ger and has started a new Chasidus. This Reb Shaul Alter, this beautiful Yid, has started a new Chasidus. And he's a remarkable human being. I've, I've listened to some Shiurim from him and I'm drawn to him a lot. A remarkable human being, a Lichtige. He's one of the most relaxed people I've ever experienced in my life, but deeply, not relaxed. Super, there are people that, that pretend to be chill. He's one of the most calm, miyushav people. Just when I hear him speak, incredibly miyushav, calm, cheerful, and just a, a precious, precious saddik, Rabshol Alter. He, he, very special yid. And I want to share something. I want to share something he said that's very that, that's that's a life's value. It's hard to get to there, Simcha, but I want to speak about it. People speak about chasidus. Like, what is a chasid? Chasidushiyit. What's a chasid? The, the strimal is the furthest thing from a chasid. If you know anything about chasidus, chitzonius is like the opposite. Externalities are the opposite of chasidus. You could have the strimal spadik. And you're not a chassid. It has nothing to do with the long pay. It's zero. People like that, are, maybe they're chassidim, maybe not. It has no shaykhs. What's a chassid? What's chassidish? Chassidim, the Baal Shem, started a movement. What is it? What's it about? What makes somebody chassidish? I'm, not, I'm no expert to share this with the guys. I'm not a bucky in the Torah of the, of the Baal Shem, though I'm aspiring to learn the Torah of the Baal Shem. But what I do know is that nothing to do with the size of pace. A guy can have the biggest pace. Well, he's not Hasidish. A guy can have pace here. He's Hasid. It has nothing to do with pace. It has nothing to do with Spadik Shrimal. Zero. Zero. Not like, well, that's you know, an external expression. No, that's not Hasidish. Zero. A guy can have all of that and not be a Hasidish Yid. What's Hasidish? What is it? What's Hasidish? Now, I'm not talking about the Hasidish of the Gemara. I'm talking about the movement that the Baal Shem the Baal Shem HaKadosh started. So there are many aspects. I want to talk about one aspect. And this, there are many stories in the Chassidish world, and it was an important aspect of the world that the Baal Shem started. The Baal Shem, like every human being, believes a lot in Ashkacha Hashem, Ashkacha. The Rabbeinu Shalom runs the world. And if you hear something, you were supposed to hear that. If you hear something, you were supposed to hear that. Goyim, a one guy could scream something to another guy and you heard it. It was a message from Hashem. They just believe in Ashkach Hashem. And they took very seriously a random encounter. There are tons of stories in Sipure Tzadikim of Hasidim where a guy would say something to a Yid and say something, be like, wow, okay, thank you Hashem, I get it. They believed a lot in the circumstance of our life. Hashem is saying something to us. 
I'd like to share a Pasuk in Shmuel, Bez. I'm admitting this is a high Madrega. I'm admitting that there are many steps to get to this Madrega, but I want to study this with you. P- the scene, to paint the picture of the scene, you need to understand the period and what was going on. David HaMelech had a son of Shalom who rebelled against him. The Tsar, the pain mo of such a rebellion, Naira, his son rebelled against him. David Amelech, the king of Klal Yisrael, and his son tried to unsurp him and was very powerful, Avshalom, and got many people to side with him. Eitan, the scene is like, is overwhelming to think about. So picture this scene. David Amelech has a son who's trying to kill him, trying to unsurp trying to become the king, trying to take away the power, and, 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 and David HaMelech, Kulay L'Shem Shemaim. And it's not some enemy trying to, do, to hurt him, to kill him, to take away the Malchus, it's his son. And he's recruited and gotten strong and powerful people to join him, Avshalom. That's the scene. Amidst this incredibly difficult times, David HaMelech is cursed by Shimi ben Gera. Some huge Talmud Chacham curses David HaMelech out. This is Shmuel Beis. All this is in Shmuel Beis. And at this time, Shimi ben Gera curses the Melech. Now if you think, there's something called Meirid b'malchus. If somebody rebels against the king, the halacha is to kill him. It's not mean, oh my gosh, you're so cruel, you killed him. Do you understand? You threaten the whole country. Words are powerful. You can't just bash the king. You can't, it's inappropriate. You can't bash. And the, the, the society, David HaMelech, Kulay L'Shem Shemaim. And society runs healthy. There's a Melech with the Emsa de Malchus, with the fear of the king. You don't just get up a rabbin and bash the king. That's inappropriate, not healthy, not okay. It's not okay. We've gotten somewhat used to, some guy writes an article and knocks the president. Be careful how you talk. The president, by the way, you and I are to be mechabed, President Biden. Don't make fun. It's not appropriate. It's inappropriate. You will not see dignified people. I'm, I'm not saying anybody makes fun is not dignified. They're making a mistake. Dignified people will not mean he's a president. President Biden. You don't make fun. You don't mock. You don't... His age? Good. So, so the, the, the country as a king, we, we, we're people who respect age. He has more years, more experience. You don't make fun of a president. It's inappropriate. It's a weak moment. Somebody knocks, makes fun, mocks. What do you do? He's the president of the country. There's respect. It's not a pretend world. We've gotten used to a lot of sad things. I admit there's shrashim that could be okay. There's shrashim that people have a voice. There's something called democracy. There's something called Kabir Amalchus. Now, he's not a melech. He's not a king. This country doesn't work that way. It doesn't have a king. But even leadership, there's a Nasi, and a Nasi is treated with respect. It's not flattery in front of him. That those people that mock him, when they're in front of him, they're talking with respect. Then That's fraudulent. The real thing is that it comes to him. He's the Nasi of a country. Big people. You would not catch big people. You were talking to Rabbi Shmuel Kamenetsky. You would talk with Kavit. It's Pashat. To me, it's Pashat like that. I can't. It's Pashat like that. That, of course, there's a Kavit of the Nasi. Is the Nasi. 
So where you speak about the Nasi, to the Nasi, referring to the Nasi, it's Pashat like that. Now, David HaMelech is cursed out by somebody. The guy is Chayiv Misi, you kill him. Because it's not a joke to a country. You can't have the Melech cursed out. He's Chayiv Misa, Kipshutai. Shemi Ben Geira was Chayiv Misa. It's dangerous to the whole society. Ilmole Malchus, without the king, Ishes Riyayu Chayim Balu. People will kill each other. It's, it's simply for the country, it has to be. There's a Melech, and the Melech, at the point you have chaos, anarchy, total bedlam that nobody's afraid of anybody. That's crazy. Remember in Eretz Yisrael, I once saw a civilian punch a policeman. My eyes had to see that. To me, it was, it was tragic society. The person should be arrested and locked up for a long time. You can't have a country, you, you can't have a country that's not respected, the Malchus, and the people designed to set up the law. You have a backwards, upside down, inside out country. There's something called law. And there's something called, there's something called Seder Advarim, and this is the king, and this is the Melech. And Shimi ben Geira curses out the king. That's at the beginning. If you know Shmuel Beis and Perak Tazayan, he like screams at him terrible things. Shimi ben Geira. Avishai ben Sruya was a big tzaddik, Avishai. And Avishai was the, was the general of David HaMelech's army and a loyalist to David HaMelech. And Avishai says to David HaMelech, Lama yikala kelev hames. He says, why are we letting this person curse? Hakelev hames hazeh. He calls him a very derogatory name. He says, what are we letting this Person cursed this dead dog curse. As Adoni Amelech, my master, the king. Ebra Nova Sires Rasha, please let me ask Rishos, could I take off his head, please? So want to go and behead him. He's cursing the Melech. You have a lawless, crazy country. You know how much death, by the way, somebody curses the king? People think it's innocent. You know you curse the king, you're responsible for death. People, there's responsibility for actions. You, you make people get up and knock the president, they're responsible. People knock police. And then we have lawlessness and the police are put in a position they don't have power. You're responsible for death, by the way. The Nazis, Yemachshamam, killed us. For many, they killed so many Yidden. For many years before, people were mocking Yidden. They were, they were responsible for murder. You cause things, what, you're, what you say about people as reactions. Somebody curses the melech, what you're doing, you're a murderer. The guy curses the king as a murderer. And Avishai says, let me, take, let me behead him, it makes sense. You can't, he's publicly cursing the melech, that's crazy. So he says, please can I kill him? And David HaMelech's response, David HaMelech says something that's neurah. Shimi ben Geira cursed, and he says, Ki Hashem Omer Kaleles David. Said David HaMelech Tavishai, don't touch Shimi. Not now. Not now. Don't touch him. Ki Hashem Omer Kaleles David. God told him to curse David HaMelech. Get this pasuk, Eitan. Ki Hashem Omer Kaleles David. God had told him to curse David HaMelech. So don't take his head off. 
Hashem ki Hashem Omar loikila was David. God told him to curse me. Was was he, was was Shimi Ben Gera a navi a prophet who God said go curse David Amelech? That's not what happened, Nathan. What does he mean ki Hashem Omar loikila was David? It means as follows: Shimi Ben Gera is a Russia, and he was punished. He subsequently was punished for his rishus for cursing David Amelech. It was a Talmud Chacham who did a terrible Avera and fell very low Madregas and was punished. But in terms of the one who was cursed, Ki Hashem Omer Lekil, if I was cursed, God told him to curse me. Our worst enemy with the worst intention can do something bad to Satan. And certainly, certainly that we're allowed to be angry at that person. We're human. We're human. We're allowed to be angry. We're human. But ultimately, what we understand, Ki Hashem Amr Lekil as David God told him to curse David. Understand that was a, there was some reason from Hashem you should be cursed. What was the reason? Maybe to work on humility. Maybe to be more empathetic to others. Whatever the reason ends up, Ki Hashem Amr Lekil as David. That line, very, very difficult line very difficult because we're so mad at the perpetrator and understandably and we're human and we have and, and by the way he's going to be held responsible the perpetrator it's such a complicated part of our world that the enemies who hurt us are held responsible this might be the hardest thing in existence Yair that when we go through difficulty ki Hashem Amr David it's hard in our own lives. We went through things young and was so mad at the perpetrator. And it's almost Hashem, Amr, like Kila, as Daniel, Kila, as David, Kila, as Yo Yo, Kila, as anybody. Why would Hashem let that? We struggle with that. It's from Hashem. Why would Hashem want that, let that? It's difficult. And almost protectively, sometimes we don't want to say Hashem, Amr, like Kila, as David. But David HaMelech's response that I don't want you to behead him, Ki Hashem Amr David, the response, the absorbing what happened, what, what's a healthy response. Now, I say it's dangerous because we can become unfeeling, we become pretend. It's very dangerous to teach this truth, Eitan. Because how many people, we're amazingly good at denying feelings that we have. We're superb at it. Eitan, when I was young, I love stories. When I heard a big tzaddik, he went through a terrible loss. This tzaddik lost a child on Yantiv and he still had Yantiv. I was young, I was what a hero. I'm older, I'm more. I don't love the story because I'm excellent at hiding my feelings, at ignoring my feelings. It's a dangerous story. I'm not, it could be a story of Godless, it could be a story of Katnus. I don't know. The story doesn't tell me enough. The story doesn't tell me enough because we're excellent at not feeling. Human beings are marvelous at it. We're great at it. Also, he also knows how to not feel. I'm, a, I'm like him. I, I relate to him. I'm great at that. We're great at not feeling. Take another swig of alcohol and don't feel. We're great. And we all have our tricks. Turn on a radio. We're all good at not feeling. That's human. So to anything which gives an excuse not to feel, I'm not so impressed, Eitan. I must be honest. 
I'm impressed that he had tremendous feelings and he was able to manage and figure out amidst feelings, not repression, not suppression, amidst a human being who feels, but, but, there's, a, but there's a human being who's deciding, who's making decisions deeper than the feelings. There's a chachma deeper than the emotion, but not the emotions are ignored. Hashem doesn't want robots, he wants humans. So somebody hurts us and you get very from. Ki Hashem as David has a danger of a person just not a feeling person. He turns off emotion. No, it's frustrating. You saw what he did to me. With all the anger that, of course, we're human. We're not shutting off our human emotion. And human emotion was given for reasons. But there's a human being who has something deeper to him who can think and respond deeper than rage, deeper than anger, deeper than nekama, there's a human being who can, who can, who can, who can, who can decide a response, who understands ki Hashem amr David. So it's this very, very delicate balance of a person who's feeling, Gary, who's not turned off the emotional part of being a human, just robotic. I once heard Reb Berkowitz say that if you say Gamzu Lutoiva without crying, you're a pretend person. I once heard Reb Berkowitz get upset. Gamzu Lutoiva. You stam shut off your emotion. He said, Nebuch. Gamzu Lutoiva, the gam, even this is for the good. The gam means a lot of crying. And then from that place of a human being, you bring yourself to Zulutoiva. If you don't cry, you shut off your emotions, you stop being human. Nebuch, Hashem Yerachim. So this, this Hashem Armelai Kilas David is dangerous to teach Eitan. Because it hurts when somebody hurts us. So you say, oh, Hashem wanted it. So now we're just all a bunch of robots. Ain't davar, because there's no such thing. So it hurts and it stings. And I'm upset at the perpetrator. But deeper than all that is the place, Ki Hashem David. The understanding there was a reason for this. The Rabbi Shalom was geyser this, and I can formulate a, a response. I could, what does Hashem want from me? What is it bringing out of me? What can, what can I do with this? It's very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. I came late today. I, I came, I set out from my house a long, long time ago. And I made a detour and spent a long time with somebody who was, who was hurt by others, who was hurt by mean lines, who was hurt by, by other people. And I sat, I, I sat with a person who was in a lot, a lot of tzar. I didn't tell him this. It's not the time, because I was worried that he would stop being b'tzar and that tzar is normal. I didn't tell him this. I felt I have to tell you this. Ki Hashem Amar Kilas, I feel I have to say it. It wasn't what he should be told then. In the moment, it's just to cry with. Cry with and feel pain. I'm telling you that what we have to learn, and we have to cry, and it hurts when somebody screams at us. Ki Hashem Amar Kilas David. I picture the defensive guy. You're somewhere and somebody rips your yeshiva. Hashem Amar Kilas David. You were supposed to hear that. Nothing to, I'm not saying he won't be punished. You were supposed to hear that. By the way, it's good to hear rips. We have a lot of imperfections. You were supposed to hear that. Maybe it's to bring out that there's something we can work on. Maybe it's to bring out that we have to be more secure. Maybe it's to bring out that you're insecure. If you can't hear a rip, you're insecure. A guy rips his water. I, 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 I should get up now. I give a whole shea ripping the yeshiva. Maybe once I'll do that. 
maybe for like a two-hour, three-hour share, I'll say rips on the issue, but real rips, true rips. You'll have to sit there comfortably. Everything Hashem said that he should curse David. David Amelech heard a guy cursing him, and he perceived that Hashem's talking to David Amelech. Whatever David Amelech learned from hearing Hashem saying that the world of Hasidish Shavelt, this is from the ikarim of, of what the Baal Shem wanted. From the I'm not saying Rav Shal Alter said this. It's from the main things, not the only teaching, but one of the great teaching. I promise, much bigger. Then pay us and shrine all that. That's 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 an imitation. That's cute. Much much deeper of what the Baal Shem wanted his students is to learn less. Ki Hashem Something happens. He wanted to produce a person whose response is the Rabbi Shalom said kill as David. And then you, you you figure out what's my response. But you're human. It hurts. We're not saying not to be human. That's dangerous and not what the desired result is. The hurt person, that's good for the pain, the tzara, you know what it means to be cursed? David HaMelech's down and out, and somebody, this wasn't at the height of power, this is at the most low time of his life. His son's trying to kill him, trying to unsurp the malucha, and at the lowest time imaginable, a person's kid trying to kill him, somebody stood up and cursed him out. And he responds, Ki Hashem David. Hashem had told him to curse David. If that curses, and he sat there and he absorbed amidst the tsar, amidst the indignity, he, he engaged. What, what, what am I supposed to hear here? What can I hear? What can I learn? What can I be taught? What's the response? Sometimes seeing Ra, it's interesting. Seeing Ra could be all different things. Different things we see. Different things we see, we can learn different things. Sometimes we learned in seeing Ra, how, sometimes we learned how not to behave. Maybe Hashem wanted me to see that. Hashem wanted me to see, do I do such things to other people? Sometimes that's what you can learn, but you can have a response. If somebody's saying mean things, you can have a response, wow, oh, that's how it feels. You can have, have a response to human beings. A guy in yeshiva was mean to other kids. So I said to him, I said, you, you were bullied by other people. You were bullied by other people. You know what it feels like. So he said, that's why I'm bullying. What goes around comes around, he said. That's the opposite. If you just respond, so you're bullied, so then the instinct is, when I'm in power, I bully the next guy. You were bullied. You went through something. Study what Hashem was telling you. Why does Hashem have a guy? Now God did it. Why does Hashem have you bullied? There's a measured response He wanted you to feel. One day you'll be in a position and you'll be able, you went through this experience for a reason. I had a Misa. I hope to say it over properly. I want to tell you a story that happened to me. I hope I say it properly and maybe it will show what about Gaiv I am. And if that, it's still Kedai. I want you to hear the story. I went with the Bacher. There was a kid I was close to well before this yeshiva ever was. I went with the Bacher to try to get into a yeshiva. He did not have a father in his life. And I took this Bacher. We're going to go visit a yeshiva and try to get into the yeshiva. He's a good Bacher. Good Bacher. And the yeshiva would be lucky to have him. And we were told, we made an appointment, we did it the right way, we made an appointment, and I came with this bacher to get an interview. And let's picture the reality. The reality is, is that the yeshiva had many applications. 
They needed us like a hole in there. He wasn't from a Reichen Mishpach. He wasn't a rich Mishpach. Yeshiva needs money. Nishkin Reichen Mishpach. Good Bachem. Very sad. They'd be lucky to teach such a Neshama. But it wasn't like this would help the reputation of the Yeshiva. It was another guy. They have 600 applicants. Another one. A nuisance. Of, you're choosing 30 guys. Another mensch. Another guy. Maybe. Maybe. Could be. And we went for the interview. And we sat there for hours and hours. They kept us waiting hours. I'm talking about six, seven hours. They kept us waiting. But now they kept us waiting, there was a sense, who are you? Like, you're so, oh. Like, we were such a nuisance to a busy place. And I could tell you, I felt like a piece of garbage. And I was just thinking the bacher with me. By me, I had a yeshiva already. I, I was older. I, I, I was bringing, I, I didn't have here. I was teaching somewhere else. I didn't need a play, but, but I was with him on his journey. I felt like a piece of garbage, mamish. Just what they felt. I was just a nuisance. A nuisance bringing a nuisance to try to get into their place. But I felt it profoundly. I felt that way. Just, uh, I'm not so assertive. Uh, you know, we, we came for an interview. But I, I felt what they, what they felt. What we all felt. But I felt it deeply. Can imagine, oh, imagine what he felt. He was the nuisance. I was just the nuisance bringing the nuisance. So it was the nuisance bringing the nuisance, waiting for people. Like maybe I felt like a piece of garbage, and so did the kid. He felt worse. He needed a place. What the, and the matzav was, we weren't a shtickle garbage. That's, how, that's what it was. I asked myself, why did I go? I went for hours. I, it was a very like humbling experience. In that matzav, we would just like beg... Uh, Maybe, I'm not so certain, like, stand up. We felt, is it possible you could look at us like we, 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 we had a schedule appointment, like, we, like your appointment, I, I, what we are, you know, we have a million people who could call you, you're a bug, you're a big, you have an appointment, I hear. We were a nuisance, and we felt very, very degraded, both of us. And I asked myself, I asked myself, why do Hashem put us through that? I thought I was doing a nice act, bringing a guy. And ki Hashem, if you go through something, it was meant by Hashem. The one who did it, they'll get punished. That's punished. I'm not excited, they'll, get, they'll do tshuva, better than they'll get punished. They'll do tshuva and their various will become mitzvahs. They'll get rewarded for what they did to us. I'm not, I'm not looking they should be punished. I'm looking they should be rewarded from the tshuva. Zedahin is not like his They'll get rewarded because they'll do tshuva me'yavah. But why do we go through that? And Hashem, nothing happens because somebody else, ki Hashem, go through that. I want to tell you that at that point, I no tzad, I wasn't thinking about making a masifta. And I want to say that that event that happened to me affects me when a guy comes for a b'china. Bemis, when a guy comes for a b'china, we're pretty packed yeshiva. I remember so stark, and I remember then feeling when I was in that position that they're so wrong deeply. Here's an opportunity. Here somebody's presenting an opportunity. Maybe, maybe you'll, you'll be zayichet to teach this neshama. They should be trembling in their boots. They should be shaking. We had the chance. Maybe we'll teach a year. They should be shaking, shaking. That's the emes. It's not a. It's not a stitch of exaggeration. If the truth played out, and I felt it then, if this was the truth, you have the ch- I don't know if you could, you can't, you're full, 
You should be shaking in your pants. You, you don't know what to do. You should, they should be collapsing and fainting. Well, I might have a chance to teach you, Tyra. I don't know if I'm capable, if I know enough, am I allowed to have a soul? I don't care how many souls knock at your door. You should be shaking in your boots and it's, it's an oilam hafuch raisi. In a pretend world, in an alma de shekra yubal gaiva. And he is the guy, look, is it possible? Like, that's an alma de shekra, there's a world of emes. The world of truth, God has a soul. And maybe you'll have the schus of learning. Maybe, I don't know what makes a funny guy like you. Any schus to take in a shama. I don't know if you have schus of That maybe a soul could be entrusted in your hands. When a parent has a child, no parent thinks like this, like this person. Parent has a child, you're overwhelmed. God gave me, you look at the kid. Wow, I can't believe this. Do I even know how? Do I know what? Remember I, Sun and Shine, 23 years ago, we became Rebbeim in the yeshiva. We were youngsters. I remember he was shaking. He said, what, what right do we have? What capacity? I remember him coming as a chaver. I only say it publicly. It would be a private moment. He's chazered this moment publicly many times. I remember him coming to me. He was shaking. He was nervous and we both felt the same way. We're two kids. Like with, guys are saying, Rebbe, uh, Rebbe, <laughs> Rebbe. It was like so overwhelming. I remember when he came to me as a fr- friend, like, we're Rebbe, and we were like overwhelmed. Like, what is this? And I remember like, like we were mechazik. This is the position we'll put in. Let's try. Let's, we were giving each other chizik. But I remember I'll never, I don't think, I think I'll be nifter remembering that one of the great conversations in my life. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. I'll remember that conversation that Rai Sunshine came over shaking. That's a parent's when you have a child one day. You're going to look at a child, Rabbi said. You're going to stare at a kid and you're going to have the sense of Hashem's faith in you. You're going to ask yourself, am I up to this? Am I capable? The real people here. You're going to, you're going to have, the guys here are very authentic. Hey, Tanya, you're going to look at a youngster and Hashem trusts this youngster in your house, in your life. This kid, his life depends on you. A lady one day is going to say yes, yes to, will you marry me? Her life depends on you. Her entire oilam haza, oilam abba, in your hands. It's, it's overwhelming. There's somebody comes and asks to learn in you, yeshiv, you should be shaking like a leaf. I felt it then. When I was in the situation, the fallacy, the alma de shekra became clear to me. I was bringing a bacher, and, and we were like, we were a nuisance. We are a nuisance. And why did I go through that? Because Hashem knew that years later, I'd have a yeshiva. And at first in the yeshiva, you're recruiting guys. At first, the first years, it's a shayich. And that's how it should be. You're begging a bacher to come because the hakara is true. That you need him. You want him. You're, you're not zoiche. You have to like, you plead daven to Hashem. The Alma, the Shekra, you're a packed place. You could, it, could, it could give birth to some arrogance. <laughs> We're full. I have a thing with myself. I never want to, I made a pact with myself. A guy comes, I never want it to be. I'll get back. You know, it's like Stolzi. I'll get back and uh, call, call in a week. Then you miss the call for a few weeks. He's like calling. It's very good for the yeshiva. When it's hard to get in, in the Alma, the Shekra is very good for the yeshiva. Word gets out. Tell your rub to call me now. The rub's begging. It's very good for yeshiva. It's very good for business. 
Except it's a big lie. It's a lie. There's chos, the possibility. It's a, it's a lie. By the way, if you're going on Shaduchim, it's the same thing. A bacher has read many Shaduchim. You should shake. You should shake. Hashem Yerachim. It's one of the great Nisiyanists of life. Many people read you a Shaduch. You like it. <sighs> Send them away. What? Are you reading me a girl? Are you saying that I'm worthy? To, 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 that her life should be entrusted to me? Should shake if you're honest. By the way, you'll speak to anybody who reads a shidduch. I've seen people like annoyed. They get so many shidduchim. Alma de Shekra, you're living a lie, you liar. You're living a lie. Somebody's saying, maybe this girl, maybe you should start like getting nervous, a little weak need. It's pasha like that. If you're thinking, it's pasha like that. When a person's in a good state of mind, he thinks like that. It's pasha like that. Pasha, it's not a chedish. It's like, whoa. I've seen, I've seen the guys who, who behave like this. I've seen, and it's an Aaron's kite. It's just, it's just true. It's a guy living more emistic. He read a shidduch. I watch it. The guy's like, wow. What, for me? Well, you, you think I'm worthy? Wow. Okay, I happen to be dating now. I happen, whoa, wow. Thank you for believing in me like that. Thank you for the chesed. Thank you for the thought. That what you're saying, I'm worthy that... You say the girl should go have an opportunity like that? That's the MS. That's the MS. Guy goes on a date, the covenant to the Isha that he would have. Every day she walks out, she's like, she feels the covenant just of the possibility any girl you ever go out with should feel a million times better after she dates you. Any girl, Tvarm Shutim. Just the thought, the respect that you'd have. People open up the door and cute zachen. That's all cute. That should come from a deep, deep place. A sense of, I'm, I'm, I'm shy to that. Wow. And she should feel that covered and be a changed person forever. Because it's true. I made a pact with myself that in, in, in doing interviews, it can never be a guy's waiting for me. I'm like, I'll, I'll get back. I'll see. I, I have to wait for you. I have to tell you, I beg you to come. Don't say yes. I always tell us, don't say yes. You snob me out like crazy. Tell me in a week, I'll call you again. You tell me if, if, if you push it, if, we, if the yeshiva is You tell me, you say, I'll call you back. You'll ask, think about it. You tell me, I beg you. I always, and it ends up, you don't accept the guy to yeshiva. You plead with him to come. There's no accept. The yeshiva that accepts is, is, is living in an alma de shikra. You never accept one guy. You beg a guy to come. I don't care how many applicants you get, how many, you, 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 and, and if you say a no, the no is not, oh, sorry, we're full. The no is, we're not zeicher. We're not big enough. Be'etzem. You should be, this is the MS. You should be overwhelmed. If there's arrogance, it's an alma de shikra. It's a lie. So I felt, I went through that. It was so posh it. was so posh it. At the time, I didn't know why. Ki Hashem Amar Hashem said to do it. At the time, I had no yeshiva. Why would you get so disgraced? Why would you live such a lie? Why would you be exposed to such a lie? Because I was able then to see what the truth was. I, I didn't have so much bias. It wasn't even my son. I didn't have bias. I just saw I wanted a shrine in the office. I wanted everybody stop working, close the yeshiva for a few months and learn the truth. Learn the MS. You want yeshiva to be a place of MS, close it down for a few months and learn the MS. A guy is in your office and doesn't have the sense that we If he doesn't have that sense, you're a place of sheker. Yeshivas need to teach MS. What's happening here? What's going on here? What are you teaching? 
the Teretz is in the shta- you're overwhelmed that, that, oh my goodness, to think we would have such a chance. That's the emes. That's the emes. That's the truth. Now it could be you only have a certain amount of slots. It's a very complicated situation you're in. Hashem wasn't mezaki with more slots, with more capacity. Okay, then it should have a whole different feel. It should feel that way because that's the truth. That's the truth should feel. A guy reads you a shidduch. It's pashit by me. It's pashit by me. I've seen, I've read a shidduch to, to somebody who's living sincerely. They're like, they're like feel, well, thank you. Thanks so much for you thinking. Well, wow, thank you. But the, not they say it. I don't know what to say, like etiquette. Not learning here the l- rules of etiquette. Tell me the guy who's, somebody's overwhelmed, I don't blame him. He's not, he's not me yoshev. Somebody's b'yishev adas and you read him a shidduch. It's like, thank you. Wow. Can't believe you're thinking about me like that. And you're even saying, wow. Thank you, thank you. What a chizik. Before even, is it the right shidduch, the wrong shidduch? Am I busy? Am I not? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the compliment, for the belief. And I've had times in yeshiva, a guy says he wants to read his sister for a guy, but I'm so embarrassed. I said, can we step back for a second? You're telling the guy that you trust him to marry your sister. Can you just give the guy the compliment? You look embarrassed. I don't know. I would have told the guy. Can we step out of the Alma de Shikra for a minute and there's a world of emes? You're walking up to a guy and you're saying, you know, I think you'd be good for my sister. The guy should look. It, it, whether it works, it doesn't work. The guy should melt. You think about it. A big hug. He just said the biggest compliment of your life. Give him a hug. Thank him for thinking about we're best friends the rest of our life. Whatever happens with the Shidduch. You just said that I think my sister will be safe in your hands. The rest of my life with best friends. I, guys, I'm worried. Maybe it won't work. Maybe then it will be a, a matzah. There's no problem with your friendship the rest of your life. He just said that his sister's a good shidduch for you. So, you're now friends for life. He just gave you the biggest compliment of your life. The biggest ever. You just got compliment for the rest of your life. Just know your friends, know your enemies. He's your friend. That's what he holds about you. Naira. This, this attitude, Rabbi, when we go through a hardship, when we go through something, this is what the Baal Shem taught his Talmidim. Somebody shries out at you, stupid Jew. Somebody calls out, a, a line I should it. Somebody calls you walk in the street. A Talmud of the Baal Shem says, I have to be more proud of who I am. Whatever he learns from it. Whatever he, but he absorbs them. He might be angry and that person should be punished for saying a mean zach. Hashem's, Hashem runs a multifaceted world. A lot's going on. But on, there's a madrega that he understands. Wow, Hashem, ki Hashem, kill less David. Wow, Hashem wanted me to hear that. Interesting. I wonder why. Hashem wanted, maybe I have to have more pride so as we forget who we are. So a, a guy with his, all his meanness, I'm a yid. I, I talk and forget I'm a yid. Then he walks out with more awareness that he's a yid. Or any other of, uh, any other of many attitudes, and maybe that's overly simplistic, what to walk away. I don't, everybody has different, but understand the Hashem stuff. I wanted to share this idea in Chasidus with the guys. I felt that on the way here to learn the parsha, the parsha which I've other read about the, the parsha of the Mekalal, of the cursor, here we talked about the cursee, the one who is cursed. This parasha speaks about the Mekalol. We sp- speak about the one who was Mekalol, the one who was cursed. I wanted to share this with the Chevra. I think this is, I think it's very, very important. Thank you so 
There's so many cool things you hear in your life, different statements, different people say things. There's so much to tell you. There's so many good stories that people heard a line, something like shries at you something, like it hits you, like he's saying something good, you know, he's saying something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, I went with my sons. I had this hobby. I like doing it. I like doing this. I went with my sons and we go to the Nurk. This is like, Ben Azmanim, I like hanging with my boys. And one of the activities we do that's just a lot of fun is I'll take my boys, we'll go to the Nurk and we take on the Chevre at the Nurk. We do this a few times a year. It's a blast. We have our own squad, Baruch Hashem, I have four Shtarka boys that all can run around Gishmak. And Yisrael Meir is a little younger, though he's starting to think he can run with them also. But I take my four older boys, and I'm the fifth guy, and they can, I can bang around a little bit these days also. So us five, we go together and we take on, we take on the Chevre at the Nurk. It's a lot of fun. Jewish people? No, 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 no. That's who's there, that's who's there. We, we take on the Chevre at the Nurk. We, we do this a few times a year. Then we're not all together. It's, it's a lot of fun. We've had some very, very good games. Sometimes, Dove, you have, you have to have patience. Because the first Chevre you play could be a little high and not so with the program. You beat the first team. Guys always come after, and they know about us already. There's an older man who's called the coach. He calls us the, the because we pass. It's a little bit of a novelty. This we don't play one on five. He calls us the Spurs. Geschmack. It's it's a lot of fun. And we say this. So we go there. There's the older man who loves us, and he's always, oh, none of you will beat them. Good. We win. We lose. Geschmack. And the first game always a little weak. Then they call friends. Chaverim. They come down. They're here. Geschmack. They know us already. There was a guy there who, 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 who was there and he was like shouting the first game, I bet all my money they're going to lo- lose. I'll bet, I'll put down. You want to bet? He was like, like talking to us. Do you want to bet me? I'll bet 10,000 you'll lose, 20,000, 50,000. He was like, he was shying a lot about betting against us. And, and Hashem Omer Loi Kilas David. We're all very competitive. It's not very smart to tell Hudi that you bet 50,000 against him. <laughs> it's not the smartest thing ever to do. But the guy was betting against us. But everything happens is, is, is for a reason. And here the guy's like, and we're, we're all like a shtickle, the competitive bunch. And he was very loud and like very stark, laughing and mocking and this like betting against us. But I was thinking to myself about people who bet on us and bet against us. I was thinking about it. it like, it struck me somewhere. Ki Hashem Amr David. And it struck me that we can bet on people who bets on us. It struck, it struck me about betting on people and betting against people. It like, struck me a lot. That in our lives, we have many times to bet on people. You know, it's interesting. A, a friend was talking, somebody, a friend of mine recently was talking about he has a business venture and he needs somebody to invest with him. 
And he was telling what that means. You're betting on somebody. To invest is very complicated. You're putting out money. You could lose it all. You're less betting on an idea than betting on a person. The people go to the shark tank to pitch their ideas. I don't think they list. I don't think the, the moguls, I don't think they're really looking much. And they're not thinking a lot about his idea. I don't think so. Because ideas are very hard to prove they'll work or they won't work. I suspect they're much more thinking about the person. When they ask questions about his idea, they're only trying to see the type of person. If you're betting millions of dollars, I don't think you're betting on ideas. This idea works, this doesn't. It's very hard to predict what's going to work. Maybe they try. My suspicion, I'm no Shark Tank expert. I know Hever like Shark Tank. I'm not such a bacant. It's not like my main... If, if, if I'd be looking at something, it would probably be more sports. But, but, but what I, what I, my guess, my guess is that they're investing not in, not in an idea, but in people. This guy, this friend of mine was talking about getting people to invest in him. He was talking about people betting on him, not betting on his idea. This guy's shouting at the sidelines that I'll bet against you. It made me think a lot about betting for people and betting against people. How much we could do to our friends that we bet on them. And they're all different forms of what it looks like that we bet on our friends. How much chizuk that is to a person. It's a certain thing. It says a certain thing when you bet against the person. And it says a certain thing when you bet for it. It made me think. It made me think in my own life. Am I betting on the people I want to bet on? It caused a lot of questions when this guy in the sideline was like shrying. He was screaming like, like Mamish Lebedek betting against us. It was so obvious that I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. Here's a guy at the sideline jumping up. I'm not what even... happened to the game? What happened? <laughs> Rezzi's right. Look, he give these stories. Like you have to win and Hootie tipped it in with a second left. I don't remember to be honest. <laughs> Usually my boys win. <laughs> no, no, I wish I remembered. Everybody, it's not fair, like, to say the story. You want to hear the game was close. And I don't, I don't even remember. Who do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember that time. Remember, this guy was handling Stark to bet against us. I remember he was up and down the sidelines. I remember when it was like a good game, he was like, he quieted down. That I do remember. But what, what happened, I don't this Reb Shal Alter who said over this, Ki Hashem Omar, like Kiles David, is somebody who went through a lot of pressures himself. In starting a new Chasidus, it seems not everybody was so masking to what he did. And I've heard him speak a number of times now recently, a couple of times I've heard him speak, and, and I've been so nishtoymeh from how calm he is, one of the calmest people i ever met in my life. A person who faced a lot of pressure and a lot of punishment from people for what he's doing, the calmness of the person, so you, he's not dairish and not mekayim. The person who lives with a certain serenity, he feels, he feels a very feeling person, I could sense it, very feeling. I'm not impressed anymore. Somebody like is able not to feel. That's a robot. I'm not impressed with robots. AI doesn't feel. 
Human beings feel, but a person who then could like measure a response from a deep place, from an intelligent place, from a from from a place of Kiashem David and respond and think it through and bring himself somewhere. A feeling person who could then bring himself somewhere. I'm very, very impressed by that. I'm very I'm very moved by that by that Matthias. There's, I'll, I'll close with one more thing, just really, really bekitzer, and this is something, we're headed, we're getting close to Lag Boimer. We're headed now that it's Haftes, it's Haftes, it's the 29th day of the Oimer, we're headed towards Lag Boimer. What Lag Boimer is, what's the celebration of Lag Boimer? Why is it in any way a celebration? It's a very big shilas, is it Reb Shem Bar Yochai's Yartzeit? It could be, it could be. It's not Mivur, it could be. It's connected to Hashem Bar Yechai, that's for sure. In one place, it sounds like it's his yard site. For sure, what's very, Reb Chaim Vital brings, Reb Chaim Vital was the main student of that Rizal, and he brings that Hashem Bar Yechai was a Talmud of Rabbi Kiva. And Rabbi Kiva, we know, lost 24,000 Talmudim. We learned the story of the great Rabbi Kiva. And his Talmidim were nifter in a tragedy in Klal Yisrael. You and I would be different if there were 24,000 Talmidim. We'd be bigger people. <laughs> Things would change. And, and, and Avada Hashem saw that it shouldn't be that way. There were Pagan, there was a Pagan. So obviously it would be flawed people. And Hashem took away the 24,000 Talmidim, Rabbi Kiva. And in an incredible move, Rabbi Kiva could have stopped. He could have seen the Menea. He could have seen Hashem, that's, a, that's the greatest Menea. He's a Rosh Yeshiva who faces such tragedy that, with, that something sweeps through his Yeshiva and his whole Yeshiva was Nifter. He could have stopped and he could have said about the, the difficulties that look, Hashem wants me and clearly this is not what I'm supposed, I'm not supposed to be the teacher of Torah to Klal Yisrael. His Talmidim, his life's work was all decimated. And Rabbi Kiva rebuilt, and he had five new Talmidim in Durham. He went to Durham, and he taught, we like Durham, and he taught in the Durham five new Talmidim. And from those Talmidim, most of the Torah we have today comes from five, those, those five new Talmidim. One of those five Talmidim was none other than Bar Yechai. And the celebration on Lag Ba'im of Bar Yechai is Rabbi Kiva's decision to keep pushing forward. To keep teaching Torah, to teach teaching, that's a big part of Lag Ba'imer, is that, is that fight forward. The story of Torah Shabal Pez Amelus. It's interesting. Chumash, you can learn a certain amount of time, halacha. Gemara's Amelus is toil. Gemara's built on effort and diligence. I watched the way the Chabur at this. Roe learns and they fight and work through and speak over the schmitzing. Tarsha Balpeh's toil is difficult. He's overcoming. That's how Tarsha Balpeh works. People committed and people fighting for something. And the teacher of Tarsha Balpeh, Rabbi Kiva, overcame something incredible, incredibly difficult. And fought through adversity. That's the teacher of Tarsha Balpeh. The story of Rabbi Kiva's own life was not learning till he didn't learn till 40, and he overcame the odds and he learned Torah. 
This is the teacher of Teresh Pe. I don't think Teresh Pe can come through any other person. But a person who defied the odds and overcame, overcame the obstacle of being an Amaretz, overcame the obstacle of living in abject poverty till he became wealthy, and overcame the obstacle of that which he worked so hard for was decimated. His yeshiv was decimated and yet he taught again. Lagba Eimer, the celebration of Lagba Eimer, it says that the Talmidim Rabbi Kiva stopped dying. Now that would not be a cause of celebration because they and stopped no dying because there was none left. The celebration, of course, is that after they were nifter, he rebuilt. That Rabbi Kiva rebuilt, that's Lagba Eimer, the rebuilding. The Rabbi Yechai, if it was his yard site, but certainly he learned by Rabbi Kiva. And Lagba Eimer is the day we celebrate that Rabbi Kiva continued to build and the perseverance, despite difficulty, that is the start of Tarash Peh. That's the story of Tarash Peh. A people committed to Tyra, committed to Hashem, despite difficulty. That's the story, and that's what Tarash Peh is all about. And that's what we celebrate, Rishon Bar Yechai, on Lag Ba'imer. The story of steiging through, pers- through difficulty, of steiging amidst difficulty, of steiging despite Meneos, that's the story of Lag Ba'imer. That's the story of Lag Ba'imer. That's the chizuk of Lag Ba'imer. And we all have a Lag Ba'imer before Shavuos. Our pathway to Kabbalah Satayra goes by way of a Lag Ba'imer. The day of celebrating perseverance, difficulty, miniyas, blockages, and he who fights through. I always, I spoke this week, Yo-Yo gave a, Yo-Yo spoke on Avais, and I spoke, he said, beautiful, on the Kol Yisrael Yeshlam Chelek Loilam and, and I, I, spoke, I spoke a little, I introduced Yo-Yo. I have a tremendous nachas when I see guys who could mail it in. Say, I'm a good guy. And the story of Tarash Peh is you have to fight for it. That, that's how Tarash Peh works. Other things, a guy is a good guy, he's a good thing. You want Tarash Peh, the word hamelus. It needs, it's, it's a... It's a medrash tanchum in Parshas Noyach. He speaks about this. Tarash Peh... A tenai of Torah Peh, a person wants to form that deep connection to Torah, Torah Peh, the Torah that we are, there's the safer Torah that the Torah is the parchment. The parchment of Torah Peh is you and I. Anybody who wants Torah Peh, the cost is amelus. Tremendous difficulty in overcoming, it's built into Torah Peh. There's no way other things you can get relatively easily. Gemara and Torah Peh, to become part of that discussion of Torah Peh, to have a strong opinion that carries weight, that's deep, you have to like toil and work hard for it. I have tremendous nachas in yeshiva. It's so beautiful that in the weeks leading up to Shavuos, guys are breaking, are really busting it to learn Gemara. It's very, very difficult. Gemara can't, the Gemara, you can't lie down and read Gemara. It doesn't, entire Gemara's, ah, you have to fight for what's being said, what's being taught, what's the kasha, what's the terrors, what's, Tereshabal Peh by its nature needs amelus. Needs tremendous diligence, tremendous tenacity. It needs a person who doesn't quit, who doesn't take shots, I'm out. That's what Tereshabal Peh requires. The one who gave us Tereshabal Peh, one of the, people, one of the main people of the Messiah of Tarsh Peh is Rabbi Kiva. And the story of Rabbi Kiva is Amelus, tremendous Amelus, fighting through difficulty. 
And the story of Lag Baimer is that tenacity, 24,000 Talmidim, such a tzara, and the fight through, the five new Talmidim, ever fresh, ever new, ever plowing on, ever pushing on, that's Lag Baimer. So that's the Lag Baimer celebration, the story of perseverance, the, so- the story of overcoming, the story of Tarshabal Peh, of the Yid grabbing onto Torah, locking into Torah, connecting to Torah, becoming the parchment of Torah, is Lag Ba'imer. So that's the Chag that's coming. That's the holiday we'll, we'll try to learn. We've been studying Rabbi Kiva. We'll try to study Rav Shem Bar Yechai, the Talmud Rabbi Kiva. Rav Shem Bar Yechai, it's no, nothing's a coincidence. The story of Rav Shem Bar Yechai said on himself that he became great through the difficulties that he encountered. You're lucky that you saw my Yisurim. Rav Shimba Yechai is that person who became great through his Yisurim. Perseverance, fighting, battling for something. And that's the song of the Yeshiva. I'm excited for Lag Ba'imer. We're headed the song of our Yeshiva. Literally, the national anthem of our Yeshiva is It says, Bar Yashavta. You had a very good dwelling place. The day you ran away, we discussed the double Lushan. He ran twice. We'll learn this story yet. And that rock cave that you dwelt. In all the difficulties, that rock cave representing all the difficulties of Rabbi Yechai. Precisely there and only there you acquired your beauty. Perseverance is the story of Tar Shaval Peh. It's the story of the preciousness to the Yid. It's the story of the commitment to the Yid. I want to say that there, people have a slogan, never again. It's a very sad slogan. We don't use that slogan in Yeshiva. The never again slogan saw the Yid as persecuted in the Holocaust. The Yid was persecuted. And they said, look, he's the poor. Per- we will never be that gullus yid, never again. We're going to get bigger muscles. We're going to work out harder. Go to the grind. And now we're strong, never again. Tremendous, tremendous, profound error of what's happening in, in this world. This world's a place and it leads to terrible mistakes. I have peop- seen people go through difficulties and melt. They go through, I have seen people try to build yeshivas and build idealism. If you don't encounter difficulty, die. You should know that you're doing the wrong thing. It says, Hashem's mivakish the near duf. Hashem likes the underdog. Hashem's a met fin. Why does Hashem like the near duf? Why does Hashem, it says if a, if a tzaddik traces a Russia, Hashem will like the Russia. It says, Hashem's bevakish to near the tzaddik chases the Russia. Hashem likes the Russia. Whoever is being chased, Hashem likes. He doesn't like. He doesn't favor the chaser. He favors the chasee. You'll see in your life the one being chased is bigger. Hashem likes him. Hashem favors him. This world's designed that there's Hester. Hashem hides. That's how the world's designed. The chaste means that you have to fight through something. That's how Hashem designed the world. If you're being chased, it's not a sense never again we allowed ourselves to be victims. No, we're in Oilam Azeb with the opportunity of bringing Kiddush Shemaim. It's a Svasemis in this week's parsha. I'm in Iktashti B'Saych B'nai Yisrael. I'm bringing Kiddush Shemaim. The Svasemis 
expresses that we're designed in this world that we we're being chased is the pshat that there's a there's a there's a chitzainius of sheker. There's a there's klipos. There's that which covers the emes, and the emes mm. has to fight through. The emes, the story of the difficulties of the Holocaust and all persecution, is not a story of a of a weak person, and now we're going to be stronger. It's the story of people that were true to Hashem, no matter what the obstacles were, and that's how Hashem designed the world that they're redifos. There are things covering up, blocking, and the story of Olam is the opportunity to fight through all the sheker, is to stand up for what's true. If you do anything true in your life, it's not a tragedy that you'll have obstacles in opposition. It's called Olam It's your opportunity to stand for what's true and to burst through and bring Emes. That's the opportunity of this world. To, to, to make a slogan, never, you're missing what happened. What happened is the opportunity of Yechidim, difficult and dire and tough situations, to stand up for what's true despite all horrific things and people who were, who were just, this is the truth and I won't be budged from the truth. It's the maddeningly frustrating thing to, to any chakra, and it's so frustrating, no matter what I do to you, you won't, you won't let go. Mm. The story of a people that's committed to truth and will burst forth. They'll bring out despite odds. That's our possibility. That's the beautiful opportunity of existence in this world. Nobody should melt from meneos. Nobody should melt from blockages. Nobody should melt from obstacles. Nobody should melt from opposition. I came on the way to yeshiva today and I came an hour and a half, after, two hours after I set out because somebody was going through opposition. I wanted to sit with somebody going through opposition. I want to know that opposition and obstacles doesn't tell you that you're wrong. It teaches you about opportunity. The never again slogan misses it all. The never again slogan says, we won't allow ourselves. What? what are you, you're denying the world, you're fighting. The real slogan is, is we will always be true to you, Hashem. That's the real. The fist should say, forever yours. Forever. The real slogan and response to Holocaust is forever yours, God. I think that's the real slogan. I would write, I'd show a muscle, and I would say forever yours. Nothing budges us from you. Nothing. There'll be klipas, there'll be chitzainias, there'll be a world of opposition. That's how you built this world. And the opportunity of Kiddush Shemayim. What does it mean a Yid could make a Kiddush Shemayim? By force, there has to be forces against such. What does it mean we have a unique opportunity? The highest mitzvah in our whole Torah is Kiddush Shemayim. And we tell little kids, don't make a Chil Hashem. The highest thing in this world is Kiddush Shemayim. The lowest Aver is Chil Hashem. What does that mean? You could be Mekadashem Shemayim. What does that mean? It means I will create a world where there are klipas, where there are blockages. And by the way, when you're doing what's right, you will face blockages. If you don't face blockages, stop what you're doing. If you don't face obstacles to what you're doing, stop what you're doing. You're not doing the right thing. Because there are no obstacles. There's no Nikdashi. First check if you're alive. You might not be alive. 
if you don't have obstacles, and then make sure you're doing what's right, because you might not be. If you're doing what's right, Hashem, this beautiful world, but a world of iniktashti, of making kedushift, is the opportunity to make means they're klipas, means there's some blockages, Eitan. So when we face blockages, don't melt, don't collapse, don't give up. Say forever yours. That's my motto. My motto of the Holocaust is forever yours. Difficulties, challenges, beating, forever yours. We're not, we're not letting go. The, the, the stubborn sticking to us, it's Lag Baimer. Lag Baimer is forever yours. The stubborn tenacity to that which is true, to Tyra, to Hashem and his Tyra, that stubborn tenacity, of course they're difficulty, of course they're obstacles, of course things happen, they're klipas, that's the opportunity of this world. To bust. When we speak about an Alma de Shekra, I'm not creating like a, a bad, the world's a beautiful place because there's klipas. That's the opportunity of this world because there's like difficulty and blockages. That's the beauty of this world. It's a beautiful place. It's a place where we can shine through and stick and announce and commit and fight through and, and get something through. We can create a lot of art. It's a beautiful world. The obstacles don't make you cynical. Oh my goodness, what a bad world. Any truth face, any great one in our history, any great one that we look up to faced obstacles. My wife and I were listening to a very intellectual, I thought it was well done, I advise guys to see it. They did, on, they, they did something about Mayor Shapiro's life. This yid started Chachmei Lublin and started Dafyemi, Sadik. My wife and I saw a documentary about Romeo Shapiro, and it struck us how many difficulties he went through. Mm-hmm. Say, goodness me, you're doing such a glad, good thing. You face so many obstacles. The cynic gets upset about the world. What is a guy? What, what is a human being? Just to put a nice... If there wouldn't be obstacles, I've asked Hashem on difficulties being encountered with the yeshiva, what do you want? I have, he wants v'niktashti b'soich b'nei Yisrael. If, if he doesn't want a world of angels, he gave an opportunity that you have to fight for what's true. He gave an opportunity that there's all different forces, that there are all different forces against, and I don't say to be part of those forces. And the people who decide to be against, all the people who decide to be against is a decision of theirs. But I say to us that there's an opportunity in a world to fight for something true. It's a beautiful world. Don't become cynical about the world because there are obstacles, because there's destruction, because there's difficulty, there's things fighting. Hashem designed the world that there are things fighting the Emes. That's the opportunity to, be, to bring Kedusha and to fight through. Forever yours is the slogan from difficult times. Never stopping. We're going to fight through. The Svasemis speaks on this week's parsha. So the difficulty of Shimbra Yechai faces, the cynic says, what, what type of world? The deeper person says, what a beautiful world. There's great opportunity to push forth the redifice that the righteous one has, that he's chased, means that this force is against, that he can overcome. That's, the, that's how Hashem designed the world. 
Hashem's mevakish denir. If he looks for the one in the position that their forces he's encountering and he and he battles through a youngster. How many youngsters in yeshiva say Hashem must be so against me? He gave me so many things that v'nikdashti is just calling to you v'nikdashti b'soich bnei Yisrael. The youngster encounter difficulty. He's saying, He gives him a clear path. You could bring great Kedusha, the forever yours. You're Shaykh to the slogan, the muscle, forever yours. That's a, the never again. It was a mistake. Good, you didn't. They mean well. Their slogan's good, a muscle, and it should say under forever yours. My Oma is part of that. She's forever yours. Forever yours. That's, they, they mixed up. Innocent mistake. That's what they mean. Forever yours. Not never again. Forever yours. Difficulties, schwerkeiten, obstacles, people standing up, hisnagdus. Ki Hashem Amr Lekilas David. That's all part of Ki Hashem Amr Lekilas David. David Amelech faces somebody cursing him out. He doesn't say, and his Avishai says, let me behead him. He says, no, 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 no. Obstacles, Ki Hashem Amr Lekilas David. He's giving me a chance to shine forth. I'm a chaste. I'm not the one who's chasing, I'm the chased. Ki Hashem Amalekilas David. I have a chance to fight through when the chips are down. David Amalek's the Spitz, Evan Moyasu Abainim. The stone who's disgusted by the builders, Haisal Rosh Pina, becomes the cornerstone. Despite difficulties, that's Lag Ba'imacher. Bim Aras Surim Shamadita in the dark cave. Sham Kanisa, there, precisely there, you acquire your beauty. Life has Nisyanus, my friends. Their challenge is a beautiful opportunity to save forever yours. What time? What time? Seven thirty-two. Seven thirty-four candlelighting. Four forty-five. I'm just. I'm not telling anybody. To, 